Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Gentlemen, I did some number crunching on how mm-hmm. many hours of wrestling there are this week <laughs> with just WWE, yeah. AEW, and I threw an impact as well. Okay? okay. I say to you both, over under 19 and a half hours of wrestling this week, what are your guesses? Are you oh, over sh- or under? Wait, there's there's three paper three paper. We're going over. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say we may we may be over 19 hours if we start with impact. We're mixing in both impact shows. So yeah. Impact weekly and the pay-per-view. So Brian's Oh, going there's over. an impact pay-per-view as well. <laughs> are you are you going over? Are you over? Yeah, we're over. No, we have to be over at this it's point. Tr- Trinity's uh gonna have a match on that card. It's it's a firm over. At minimum, I did this conservatively, twenty one mm-hmm. hours. I was, <laughs> yeah, and that's 
that's being conservative with the PLEs, uh, the PLE and the pay per views being on the you know through closer to three hours than four. So is going to be like five hours. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I I I put that one at four just for the purpose of uh the purposes of this you know activity. But Mm -hmm. we are in for a doozy of a week. We've already had uh you know. A strong NXT, a strong Raw, so it's we're already five hours in. We still got a long, long way Impact's to go. Impact's got a show as well. It's gonna be no. I, I think my family is going to file a police report and classify oh, yeah, me no, as missing. Yeah. I'm just gonna be in front of my TV for uh, the majority of the week. Are you guys ready for this? Yes, sir. You know what? You know what? I guess I'm ready, but I I want to shout out all the listeners who are still sending me photos and videos saying that they uh they got Prime in their area. I may have to grab a couple <laughs> yes. of bottles of Prime for this weekend to make sure I can make it all the way through. Gosh. Yeah, I've, uh, that that the voicemails have been great. The random pictures that show up in our mentions <laughs> of just bottles of Prime at your local it. store is just it's incredible, and we really appreciate it. Keep sending it to us. I actually did find Prime. <laughs> But uh, I found it at Costco. Spoiler alert! But uh, you know, keep keep sending them over because we just like to see, you know, Prime spread. <laughs> Facts. Know? We, we, we know that y'all listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna need it this week. We need to stay Facts. hydrated uh, for uh, for a monster monster week. But uh, you guys, let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines, and you know the deal. We're going to read off some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, will let them fly. First up, AJ Styles responds to criticism of the new world title being, quote, secondary. Brian H. Waters, uh, I'm throwing this one to you first because you have the title belts right behind you. And every time I say the word, word title belt, I see your your screen and <laughs> just a bunch of them floating <laughs> behind you. Uh, AJ basically said that, you know, how can you not view this thing as secondary? Which I was a little surprised by. Uh, wh- what are your feelings on, on this new belt in comparison to where it stands uh, under the Roman Reigns regime? I mean, why would I want him to be my champion with a statement like that? It's just that simple. When you hear Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is saying, you know, he wants to essentially be the workhorse. He wants to defend this championship every day. And once he wears it, it feels like he's going to make this title the most important thing on television every week. That's the type of attitude I would want from Hmm. my world champion. You never heard Triple H when he became the world champion, even though it was essentially gifted to him uh, to draw heat. He didn't make it less than Brock Lesnar's world title. He just, Mm -hmm. you know, focused on being, you know, that damn good, being the game. But with AJ Styles, it's like, well, shoot, put somebody else in the match. If that's how you feel, we could have got Seth and Edge or or Seth and Bobby or somebody. So uh, I think it's it's an unfortunate take, honestly. Uh, And if, you know, maybe I'm being too harsh, but... It's a world championship. It should be viewed as equal. Granted, sure, we know what Roman is doing and everything. But at the same time, both of the people who are in this matchup has not lost the Roman Reigns. That's how you not Mm. view it as a step down or a secondary world title. If it was Cody Rhodes, Finn Balor, then yeah, because you can say, well, you couldn't beat Roman, so now you settle for this. 
But mm-hmm. Roman has not taken out AJ Styles or Seth Rollins in this That's right. monstrous path that he's been on. So right. it's unfortunate. Cal, <laughs> do you agree, disagree with AJ Styles? I, you know, I mean, he, it's logical. I'm, I'm always a man of logic, but I'm also actually wondering, like, the last I, I, AJ Styles, he, he's he's back. He he was gone and he's back now. And mm-hmm. I did recently see him with uh with his homies at the the OC, right? Yep. The one thing I know about Carl Anderson is he he's there. He'll kick some ass, but you better make sure that that cash or however I'm being paid is there. Red. I wonder if Carl got in his ear and said, hey, we all know this is a secondary title, but guess what? Ooh. It's not secondary cash. Ooh, maybe okay. maybe he's stepping into like, you know, a little because that's I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't know who's going to be baby face or heel in our night as champions. I have a feeling that Seth Rollins is going to be the person that a lot of people are going to see win. So AJ ain't been around for a bit. Maybe you need to hate that man to have a, a, a good back and forth. Maybe that's going to be the thing that's going to make the Brian H. Waters out to be like, you know what? I need Seth to win this now. I I don't want that as my champion. I need a set. I put the belt on that man and let him be the person he wants to be that he can't be because Roman is too damn good. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that because I think you do need this right now, the way it's set up. And the way they've been building it in these promo packages is very much a, oh, these guys have history, right? It's almost that respect factor. Very similar to the build, if you want to kind of look at recent history, with with Mello and Braun kind of leading up to Stand and Deliver, right? There was no actual heat there. It was just two dudes who respected what each other did, and then they they kind of went at it. And their story as a result, going up to that match, kind of suffered. Uh, and, And that's why, you know, looking ahead to battleground that's why people are way more invested into what they're doing now right because there's there's a clear heel and a face and you know i know we're in this 2023 era of wrestling where hey we don't we don't necessarily need that sometimes you do (laughs) you know i mean sometimes it's just that simple so i mean when i first saw this i was genuinely surprised that he even agreed to the idea of it being secondary because again to brian's point earlier Seth has been making it his mission to make this thing feel like the most important title or that it will be over time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, man, now, Cal, now you, you got my conspiracy theory part of my brain. You got I'm it sorry. activated over here. So I'm now, I'm, now I'm wondering, is this I, just a work? And, and maybe it's, Cass says this all the time, everything's a work, right? Facts. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think I just... You know, when I'm lo- perusing the internet for these headlines, sometimes I forget that. But maybe it'll be a good reminder. And, and, you know, AJ might be working heel on Saturday, which would be... We'll see. When was the last time we saw heel AJ? It's been a couple oh, of years, God. right? Was he was, was he a heel when he fought Undertaker in that cinematic match? Yeah. 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 Was that... That may have... Because I think he came back... after When he finally came back after getting buried alive or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I want to say he was a baby figure. He was... At some point, he was fighting against the Judgment Day, and they were definitely the good guys in that one. So when when him and Omos were tag champs, he was working heel, right? Yep. Am I remember? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. So Matter of fact, they split, and he he was heel when they split. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. I don't. Who remember. went? Yeah, that was okay. So I'm ready for some heel age, some heel OC. I don't remember. I could, uh-huh. I could deal. I could 
do with some of that um, on SmackDown. So we'll see. But I guess Seth Rollins, go Seth Rollins. <laughs> go be our champion. Uh, next up <laughs> on High Spot Headlines, reportedly, WWE has plans to turn Bianca Belair and the Street Profits heel this summer. Cal, or- are you ready to see the end of Jane Cena <laughs> in, in its current iteration? Uh, does she she gotta lose a title to be I mean I'm fine with it I think uh, Bianca at a certain point you can't be the same person and I, and I, I can only imagine uh, unless you're John Cena I'll say this because John Cena been John Cena since you know whenever he started rocking the or he started saluting I think that's when he officially uh-huh. became John Cena she's been on that run for the last couple of years and she's been you know getting Overseas, she she was doing the 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 smack or the WrestleMania in California, and then flying to New York to do the the morning TV oh to then fly God. back to yeah. do Raw. Like she's been working, so I can imagine that you know if if a change was to be afoot and it's a total, it's a one eighty uh, character shift for her. Um, I think I, I think I'd be down with her embracing that. It's interesting because I know I spotted uh, at the upfronts last week. Montez and Bianca were at yep. the Disney upfronts talk. I guess they were talking uh, talking Hulu for the reality show. So it'll be interesting to see them being like heels because I think the reality show may be later this year. Maybe at, at yeah, some point. Yeah, it's the end of this year. Like, I think. Yeah, it, it seems like it'd be coming. You know after whatever heel turn we're talking about. But I, I, I thought they were going to be heels at the beginning of the pandemic. Like when, when they first came, mm-hmm. when Bianca and them were first on the roster, I was kind of thinking that they were going to not necessarily be like dastardly heels, but they were going to, you know, be, be not be afraid to, you know, do whatever they got to do as a unit. But uh, I'm with it. I, I, I'm ready. I've been ready for Tez to, to, to get that push. And I wonder if this is part of that. Brian H, uh, d- them turning heel, Bianca, the Street Profits. Is this what you want to see this starting this summer? It's it, I, I, I'm, I'm curious. No, um, and the, <laughs> simple. Who is the black woman that's going to be the inspiration in wrestling? Mm. If Trinity was still in WWE, I think it could be fine. Um, mm-hmm. You could say that you know she probably did all that she could do at the time. WWE, but I think if you had a heel Bianca, it could take her to another level and take her to another level of being an inspiration. Um, but when I look at Bianca Belair, she's somebody who crosses over and, you know, she reaches little girls that I don't think anybody else on the roster right now does. So Facts. that's what I'm looking at. Who's going to be in that place, right? I don't mm. like, you know, you don't see. It's not to say that nobody inspires, right? Because we know you do see Becky with her fans. You see Charlotte with her fans. But Bianca's on a different level. You know, it's just like like John Cena. It's the reason. It's not just because she's getting a lot of wins. But the reason why people call her Gene Cena because of stuff like that. And I think that's the Mm. key component. So I right now do not see her turning heel. At least I don't want to see it. Especially with this reality show coming up. I don't That's think, the one thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be like a Miz and Mrs. Miz can sell right. us on a reality TV show because he's generally like, you can believe he's kind of that pompous ass you want to beat up. 
You don't yeah. see that in Bianca and Montez, especially like if their Instagram and their YouTube clips are people of what we're going to get on this reality show. There's no way right. we're booing them. This will be rooting <laughs> for them. Shouts to, shouts to the Crawfords. The Crawford, Crawfords on, on IG is some of the most beautiful, it's a great follow. Like, heartwarming it's a great follow. content. When I, when I realized it was real, yeah. When I realized that account was real, I was like, yes, yeah, I want to see this all the time. It's a, it's a breath <laughs> yeah. of fresh air to your timeline. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I mean... No, go sorry, ahead, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was going to say one thing, Brian, as far as you know, who could be in a perfect world? Miss mm-hmm. Willow Nightingale could be that woman that you're referring to, but you know, it's... it's a great call. It's, it's, anyway, what were you going to say? That's true. Bro? No, I mean, I agree. So I... I'm half in on this idea. Um, and, but not even, I, I guess half is might even be too much. I mean, the Bianca thing is turning her heel at this point. I Like she's, she's so over right now as a face. And obviously, you know, the Puerto Rico aspect of it, right? That was, I think that's when everyone was a little bit shocked that she right. was, not being cheered the way that she was used to being cheered. And, and to her credit, she did her thing. She kind of mm. kept it moving and, you know, didn't let it phase her. Uh, but if she does turn heel, I just don't know who that face is on the women's roster that, that at, at, at the top. I mean, I guess you could say it's Becky once she ends this feud with Trish. But we've also kind of seen Becky right. as that top face before. And right. she's almost best when she's in this in-between that she's in now, right? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. she's a great heel, but Becky on the in-between, tweener Becky is is chef's choice Becky, right? And that's 100%. where she's kind of leaning towards again. And then not to say Bianca can't do this and be a heel or should eventually not turn, but I mean, again, you guys have both said it. The reality show being as close as it is now in terms of you know being a couple months away, I think it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And maybe, you know, after the show airs, you know, season one or whatever, then you can kind of do that. You can kind of pull that pin and, and she can kind of do that that turn. Mm-hmm. The one that I'm even more against is turning the profits because, and, and specifically in regards to Tez, because if you turn them heel, and, and let's say Roman stays champion, right, B- mm-hmm. for for the foreseeable future, which seems to be the way that this is all heading, I mean, are we, does that mean we're just not going to get Tez in that title picture? Because you're not going to have a heel heel program for the the universal title moving forward, right? Right. And, and I guess this is we we've kind of heard, you know, all all the reports around Montez for a while that you know he's <laughs> eventually going to get this push, this that, and the other. But when, right? If you turn him <laughs> heel, that's just going to delay this even more. And I feel like them already moving to SmackDown already slowed that progress because now, mm-hmm. you know, at this point in in Montez's career versus Roman, like, is he going to be... Do you believe that he's going to be able to dethrone him? Like, I don't know if we're there yet, right? Man? And <gasps> look, they could maybe prove us wrong by building some sort of program, but I w- it would have been way more believable, at least from, from my perspective, that if he was still on Raw and, you know, if it is, if it does end Wait. up being Seth... Wait, you know what I mean? Wait, wait, no, wait, Ben. They're they're going to Saudi Arabia. This is what you do. 
See, what? see, because because again, before this, before this, before this, yeah. before before WrestleMania, Street Pop, it was that it was again Friday Night SmackDown in LA at the Crypto.com. I saw the way the Street Poppers were eyeing those undisputed tag titles, and they were walking sure. in to the four way match, and the Usos yeah. are walking out. They have not had a chance for them titles yet. What you do is you get Roman and Solo. They take the gold. Mm-hmm. Street Profits, oh, number one, number one <laughs> contenders on SmackDown that next week. And then okay. they have the match. And at some point, I don't know, Montez sl- slap Roman in the face or he hit him with a stiff shot. And Roman's like, I can't. Because because I think you're right. I think the 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 one thing is. Uh, the the biggest point you're making is if you give Bianca and Tez heel runs, you're losing a lot on that babyface side, and you, they already don't have a lot on that babyface side to have people to go up against Roman. So, yeah, the, if 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 it was me, that would be the biggest deterrent on even pushing the button to have them be heels right now. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, you're also fancy booking <laughs> Roman having even more titles, which is... Hey, uh, hey look, I, I, if, it, if it don't happen, it, it can happen. It, it didn't, I didn't oh, put him in the match. They did it. It absolutely... I, I, seen, I think he put himself in the match, by the way. If, we, hey. if we're looking back, I don't think Adam Pearce or anyone, they didn't challenge anyone. He just Give said, the we're going to be going for these titles at Night of Champions, which was Give, an incredible get, move, by the way. Not against the titles. It. But I mean, look, if that's the play, if we're going, if we're going this roundabout to get to a Tez Roman building that up, all right, you know, count me in. Uh, just, w, call me. I'm just, I know, call, call me. Call our guy, Cal. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired of this whole like, oh, Montez is the next guy. He's the next guy. Right. And then I'm just, I'm just not seeing the path. I'm not seeing right. a realistic path for that to happen. And look, that could a lot can change. A lot could change, but it's uh, I'm just not seeing it right now. But in turning them heel, I think is not. It's not, not going to further that progress either. So that's just where I'm at on that. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Nick Khan says Raw could move off of Mondays and SmackDown could add a third hour. What? Uh, we, we're we're already exhausted by the amount of wrestling we have to watch this week. Can you imagine if there's third third hour to that? Brian, no. are you first of all, are you ready for a third hour of SmackDown? And where the hell are they gonna move raw if it's not on Mondays? This this feels weird. As much as I love SmackDown, it's always the first uh show that I usually pick when I do GM mode. Um <laughs> yeah. which Ben is trying to convince me that's great. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> um, there's no way I want to see it three hours. Yeah. It's because, and, and one of the reasons is because the condensity of it all makes me enjoy the show. And mm-hmm. it's usually when it's like, oh man, it's over. You know? But it's never like, so for instance, like when you watch a half hour comedy and before you know, like Young Rock, right? Mm-hmm. When I watch that, before you know it, it's over. And I'm like, man, I could use a, a full hour of Young Rock. I don't get that with SmackDown. Like, it's the perfect time. If it was an hour, I would want another hour, but I don't need it to be three hours. And and Raw, for goodness sakes, I am 37. I'll be 37 this year. At least for what? 33, 34? Yeah, 33 years. I've been used to Monday Night Raw. I'm so old. Or or some sort of Monday night show, because before Raw was like, you know, primetime wrestling. 
I need Monday raw wrestling on Mondays. I hate it when it got flexed for the dog channel back in the day. The, the Westminster Dog Show? Yes. So it's like, no, come on now. Right. Give me my money. Keep it on Monday nights. I think this is the oldest. Just- <laughs> Brian H. Water, this is the oldest. Because I'm the same way. I, I don't know what I would do at this point in life if, if Monday Night Raw was was Thursday Night Raw or Tuesday Night Raw, oh whatever, whatever it would end up being. I don't even mm-hmm. know on the, the regular pro wrestling weekly, like how do you, what show do you bump to put Raw on? Like it's- you have Mondays on lock. Why would you even? Mm-hmm. It, exactly. Feel- feels weird. I mean, I just, the other point to that is, where could it even go? What day right. would it feel, could they move <sighs> it to Wednesdays? If you like, move it that, to Wednesdays, you're immediate, that's, that, that's war. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, they went away from that early on. They, they were kind of leaning into it with the NXT when it was on Wednesdays and they, they decided to steer away from it. So I don't, would they really go back to that? And oh my gosh, it's, I, I get it. I mean, saying this, Nick Khan saying this actually kind of genius, just because he—it's probably something that they've floated out as an idea. Oh yeah, and I bet you it's just a, a divided room. And he he said to himself, "Let's just figure out what the response is going to be. Yeah, let's let the test the waters decide. a little bit. Let's let's yeah. leak this bit of information and see what kind of response we get." Which is Honestly, I kind of respect it, right? Because it's at least you're kind of listening to the fans, but I, I don't need another hour of SmackDown. Uh, I'm especially on a Friday night. Imagine explaining that to your friends or family that you can't leave the house for another hour Again, because you have to watch an extra hour of wrestling. Some, some, some random weekend. There could be next year we could get three hour SmackDown, two hour Rampage, Collision. Oh. Collision. WWE PLE from Saudi Arabia on Saturday. That's Saturday. Sunday is an, an NXT pay per view and an AEW pay per view. One in the afternoon. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then on a holiday, wake up and try and survive the day to then watch another three hour Raw. Mm. Uh, it's too. H- have you guys ever thought there's too much wrestling? Have you? Has that yes. thought ever crossed your mind? Okay. I just when, want you to know if that was just me. When Brian, Brian didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> I want to know when when AEW added Rampage. Mm. Yeah, because like there's at that point it was already Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night NXT, Wednesday Night Dynamite, Thursday Impact. Friday SmackDown. Like, you've already every got day. every work every day. day. You can watch a new pro wrestling show. That's not even including the MLWs and a lot of the other things that come on TV, depending on where you're at. You know, to the add, thing- I'm sorry, to add a whole nother two-hour show immediately after the two-hour show I'm already watching on a Friday night? That's the Ooh. problem. That's the problem right there. See, Rampage, and honestly, Rampage would have been okay for me personally, if there was no AEW Dark. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I thought Dark should have stayed exactly what it is. Dark mm-hmm. matches for the crowd. It didn't, we didn't need it on YouTube, but I think that's what, like, I understand and I appreciate what they did for the wrestlers during the pandemic, giving Indeed. the independent wrestlers an opportunity to earn a paycheck. Man. But after a while, it's like, why am I watching this if I'm just going to see a person get squashed? Yeah, it's cool for their social media and everything, but... 
if Rampage would have been a show that was like must see TV, right? Right. You got all these championship belts, and if there was like legitimate stories and like the first Rampage, they came hard with CM Punk, and you was like, all right, you know, it was must see TV. After a while, it just didn't feel that way anymore. So that's where I am with that. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that, you know, as far as being like too much wrestling, you know, we have the option to watch or not. You oh, know, this yeah. is something that Don't I, I dreamed it. of in ninth grade. And, <laughs> right. And, you know, right. it's like, man, you imagine if you got WWF on and then WCW and then all this stuff. But now it's like, because ah. you got stuff to do. Like you, you're not, you're not the same person who it was either watch pro wrestling or watch Ducktales or whatever else you had mm-hmm. on, on 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 your your cue list. It's it, but it's it, I definitely every time I say it, I know little me who was cutting out you know, these dope images from the magazines and pasting right. them on my wall and yeah. trying to find when pro wrestling was on. If if that little boy could hear me now say it's too much wrestling on TV, he, he would be ready to fight. He mm-hmm. would re- he would square up with the quickness. But I I who when the when the grass gonna get cut? When am when I when am I gonna be able to watch all these other shows? <laughs> too much. Right. You're right. The younger versions of ourselves would be sick of, of us even entertaining the thought that there's too much. There's just square enough. There's, no, there's just enough, young selves. Yeah. So we're good. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's now time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fantastic listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time, and we're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, or Dip. But for today's edition of They Said What, we're going back to the Wednesday Worldwide voicemails. Yes. And uh, apparently our guy, Sir Wilkins, from the Jobber Tears podcast, is back with another scorcher. Uh, This has been teased (laughs) up. So, Brian H., play the clip. Sir Wilkins here, and I've been saying this for years. Sting. Yes, Sting is not a mega superstar. He's a star, but not a mega superstar. And that is my hot take. The street needs to accept this already. Have a wonderful day, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> the Off the top rope. Off the take top it rope, so hot. You, you try to try to pick up that take. You drop it on the floor. It's too hot. God damn. Yeah. What's Cal, it, what's Cal you, you seem to be most taken aback. What is your initial response to Sir Wilkins? What's when because he said he said he's a superstar, but he's not a mega super. What, what well, no, makes he, a he mega said, superstar? He said not. He's a star, and so he even took out super. He took out the word super from it. So not a mega superstar, just a star. Brian's playing. <laughs> the, how the how old is? I, I know, I know I'm old, especially hearing Brian H. Waters talk about how old he's going to be. I'm like, damn, I'm old. <laughs> but I don't know how old Sir Will, like there was a point where Sting, he, before Sting was the man called Sting, he was the franchise. Like they, yeah. they, there was a time where it was 91, 90, 91. They essentially said, look, 
it's very similar to the four pillars in AEW. They said, look, this kid right here, he's going to be the future. And, and, and they put him up against the rip. Like they, they had that tag on him and he was able to, to deliver. I, I, it's why I don't, I don't say, I think that puts him above being a star. I don't, I don't know if you can have like, like not just, iconic feuds but like going to japan and having iconic matches with with the great muda and whatnot like there's there's a lot that sting's done in the early 90s and then he went to impact and then he went to wwe and now he's in aew i we're talking like four decades damn near of him be if he's not on top He's getting to the top or he's past the top and he's kind of just being a legend. Like, I think if, if Sting walked into a room right now, matter of fact, when I was at New York Comic Con, maybe like four years ago, walking around trying to figure out what's going on. So oh shit, there's Sting. And then I looked at the line of people who were ready to go take a picture with this man. I don't know. The, uh, no disrespect to some of these. I'm not even going to mention the other wrestlers who were there, but <laughs> the Stinger uh-huh. had the people down the other side of the, the convention. I don't know that not not a mega superstar. I I would need to know what Wilkins can like if he's just talking like not at the Rock Hogan Austin level. That's one thing, but he he's, he's got. It sounds like he's got a lot of space in between where Sting is at on the totem pole and where you know th- those guys are. And I guess I mean Brian is is Sting even flirting with your Mount Rushmore? At this point, I, I think mm. that's where maybe Wilkins is coming from. He's on my WCW Mount Rushmore without a shadow. <laughs> okay. um, not not if, the overall one though. Nineties, like mid nineties. Like, I, I mm-hmm. should say. I should say. Um, if you told me to rank my WC my Mount Rushmore around the new generation era, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to include both companies. Oh, he's there. It's got to be. Uh, um, I think he's one of the people, and and I I was doing research, and uh, and Wilkins is just a year younger than me. Oh, um, okay, <laughs> so so I, I'm um he he falls into the qualifications of people that I will argue, or I should say, exchange information wrestling. Mm-hmm. If I don't debate with people born after '92 about things in the '90s because they just <laughs> yeah, won't yeah, understand, yeah. like like Bret Hart, right? Right. And, and Sting is somebody who I think, as he would have gotten stale, he made the perfect change, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you look at that 96 era where it was like, okay, this might be starting to get a little corny, you know, because his fans were growing up, his fans was getting older. So he got mature as we did, as did mm-hmm. Hollywood Hogan, right? So he's on my Mount Rushmore. I would make an argument. I mean, he's on my, um, I think he's a super duper megastar. Everything Wilkins says he's not, I think he is. And, and Cal, you hit it right on the head. When you talk about New York Comic Con, I'm not in the comics, right? So, of course, like, if I'm there, I'm in Sting's line. To see but Sting. what I'm picturing is people who are into other stuff, but also into wrestling. And they got to divide their time. So now they're going to pick out the best of the best of all their worlds. They're going to pick out the best comic book characters, the writers, the best wrestlers. And that's the reason why Sting's line was so long. And I think that answers the question right there. That's a good point. I mean, the added adjectives of, you know, mega superstar is where I guess he has, Wilkins has a point because, you know, mega superstar, when you hear that term, you know, the, the first names that come to mind, right? Just 
Hogan, mm-hmm. Rock, Austin, uh, you know, Sean. And it, so it, it's, it's all these guys where you, if you're comparing them to Sting, I guess, right? I guess. And it's, I don't know if his name is as synonymous when you, you know, uh, you know, I, we have all these people now who, when you talk to them and you kind of tell them what we do for a living, they're like, oh, I used to mm-hmm. watch wrestling, right? And, mm-hmm. the, you know, they're like, oh, they, they talk about The Undertaker, right? They, what, the, what they remember from their childhood or their, their growing up with wrestling. And I haven't heard Sting. I say all that to say, this dude, the moment that lives rent-free in my head forever is when he joined the Wolfpack. Like it was just what, <laughs> yes that storyline when it was which which NWO will he pick and look we were we were real close to the NWO just jumping the shark and it was just getting yes. too much right yes. but when Sting joined the Wolfpack I will watch that clip on repeat at least a couple of times a year it was just such a good pop it was such a good moment where no, he just facts. reveals that, that, you know that, the black and red right so, right it, it it all made sense can we make it, an argument about the Wolfpack though. Uh-oh. As much I'm as literature, this. yeah, as much literature that comes out now and all these think pieces and these videos that says it was bad, it was the downfall of WCW. Was that not the coolest thing to us in 1990? Oh, <laughs> well, well, this was the thing, Brian, because you got you, uh, we we could talk WW, WCW all day. <laughs> so you got to remember at the point where NWO had to split into two groups, it was because it was that they, they were already past the point of having too many people in the group. So yeah. what they did was they said, here's here's Hogan's people. It was like Hogan, it was mm-hmm. Hall, and then it was a bunch of like cornballs. And oh. then the, the, the yeah. Wolfpack, Wolfpack, <laughs> Wolfpack, it had Nash, Wolfpack had, co- like they were doing the, the bowdy, bowdy, and rowdy. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it, it felt like for me, see murder be- on the track. For me, oh, what an watching WCW song. back then, like Wolfpack, ooh, like they even had like their own little flip to the music and everything. But we say all this, and you have to remember, Sting was that guy up until like that year before the NW, because his whole his whole storyline, if you remember, was mm-hmm. you know he when he had the brown hair, but he still had the face paint. The fans ain't cheering for me. Him and Luger was 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 beefing back and forth. Sting essentially lost his smile. That's why he was gone and then was up in the rafters because he was done with every. He was he was the franchise and then all the cool shit was happening over there and he was done. But then he went. He, he, Shouts to Scott Hall, rest in peace. He re- yes, reinvented his reinvented his character and he and mind you. Mind you, again, because I don't know what Wilkins is watching. Sting sat up in the <laughs> he sat up in the rafters for months. He didn't say yep. word for months, and it was always the end of the show. Sting would rappel to the ring, or he would walk in the ring. All he would do, he would have a bat in his hand. He would either try and hit you with the bat, or he would turn. That was the most compelling. You want to talk about the bloodline that that, that build up to Sting fighting Hogan? It was trash. They 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 shit the bed when that match came out but the build up for that match he not a mega superstar they weren't doing that with anybody else in WCW Wilkins I'm sorry I'm sorry and that's the thing but and like I said you know Sting was an enigma right yes and, yeah. and I think if anything maybe and Impact fans may hate me for this maybe that may have diminished his mega superstar power that Wilkins is seeing 
you know, but because of the fact that, you know, he was there and granted, he put the company on the map, but at, to what point did it hurt his legacy? Considering if he would have went to the WWE, understanding right. why he didn't at the time. But I just think like when I think about the Wolfpack, I'm like, man, the Wolfpack was so cool. Sting with the red face paint as opposed Incredible. to the white face paint. Yeah. Macho Madness with the red and the black. Like people can say all they want, but the summer of 98, you had Wolfpack and you had Goldberg. If right. you was like trying to pick which good team you like, it was between <laughs> those two. Those two. That's why Fall Brawl War Games is one of my favorites of that year because you had a, essentially a triangle War Games match with NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack, and WCW. The match that eventually made DDP. Yeah, but you, you, NWO Wolfpack was kind of like if you go on to 2K23 and you make mm -hmm. your faction out of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah. That's what yeah. Like Wolfpack, Wolfpack was dope because Wolf, you mentioned the madness. They had Sting. Like they had the All main eventers. coolest main eventers in the company. At some point, you knew they were going to be on. But I mean, we, we, we can go long <laughs> on that. But uh, I don't know. I feel the conversation about the Mount Rushmore, when Ben said, do you have him on your Mount Rushmore? It's like, damn, because Sting's mm -hmm. not in those conversations. But for some people, Undertaker is no conversations. I, I think there are some pro wrestlers who they get to a certain point in legacy without having to have the accolades of an Austin or a Rock. Because you, you, regardless of what Undertaker has or hasn't done, you're not going to tell people that Undertaker isn't one of the greatest to ever do. And it's because mm -hmm. of everything that he did outside of being an X amount of time world champion. He did that stuff, but people were worrying about the streak. They're worrying about these right. other things. And, and, right, and, right. and like, like Brian said, the enigma, the, the, the aura around them is, is bigger than the accolades that make them a great pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. And a, a big shout out to Sir Wilkins for providing us the content uh, and, and everyone else who's left us a voicemail with their they said what takes what we, we're going to keep trying to get to all of them they've been great keep calling in keep leaving your takes in there the number is in the description of this episode and and we'll do our best to kind of get as many as we can onto the show um we're, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break because we need to take a breath after that sting wolfpack conversation because <laughs> that that got us riled up we'll be right back after this break this episode is brought to you by ebay motors Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are back. It is now time to welcome our special guest this week to Wednesday Worldwide. His Miami Heat are firmly in the driver's seat, headed to the NBA Finals. He told me not to jinx it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Why are we he doing this right now? <laughs> we had a whole he, talk about this. <laughs> yes. He is a known associate 
of our guy, CP Tone, Stat Guy Greg, and anyone who's good with SGG is good with us. He is Cornell Gunter. Cornell, sir, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, I was actually doing a lot better before you said that Miami Heat line in the opening thing because we had to talk about this already. And I feel like I feel like you did that on purpose. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I first, I thank you so much for having me. And it's an honor to be here. I've been trying to, you know, saying get on here for a while. I love everything about y'all, everything that y'all do. Uh, also, thank shout you. out to SGG. Um, that is my man. He's also, you know, saying one of my students when we get on the six and video game world, just let y'all know. <laughs> So, so if you if you got a follow SGT in the video game world, I'm gonna pull up on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's the fashion right there. See, hey. I have firsthand experience with that. We'll we'll keep that for. Uh, Whoa! Side. See, here you go. Here you go. No, 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 no. So here's what happened, y'all. That's he, funny. Now nah, look at Ben. Look, you go. Oh, tell, no, tell, tell the story, tell Cornell. Tell, tell, tell the story. Go ahead. Tell I'll let you tell. I'll let you tell your version, and I'll tell mine. Nice. All right, so it was one day I'm at the crib, sitting on my couch, nothing at all, yeah. nothing to do. I'm watching like one of the Romeo college commercials, and I'm laughing to myself. <laughs> and then I get a tweet from SUG saying like, "Hey, I think you know Cornell and Bing should play that um you know a video game." And I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm about it." So then you know I I'm very competitive. I'm also like psychotic, very competitive. <laughs> so I I continue to engage in conversations with Mister yeah. Ben here about playing. And then Mr. Ben decided to go to a wrestling show. And I'm like, I don't care about the wrestling show. Why don't you go home and play me in a video game? Um, so then we're talking to your DM and it's fine. Right? And it's all good. So then I'm like, all right. So then he adds your PlayStation. I'm like, we're getting somewhere. Right. Um, and then nothing ever happens. So then, you know, we're in LA, WrestleMania, big, big week, uh, coming out of Wally Mania, great event. Um, so after we come out, uh, I find myself seeing Mr. Mr. Brian Ace here and Mr. Ben. So I'm walking with Mr. Ben. You know, now mind you, he's never met me before, which is great. Yeah, I had no idea who, who was walking up to, walking up on him, which is even better. Uh, so I walk up on him. I'm like, hey, uh, so about video games. And it's like three o'clock in the morning, LA time. Um, yep. we just left for the event. And all I, all I want to do is pull up on this person who, who, who does not know me from, like, does not know what I look like, uh, from the skin of his teeth to say, well, about a video game. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what happened. Damn. It's it's a, it was Brian H. Waters was my witness. It was one of the most hilarious interactions I've ever had in my life. Because I was I was like trying to I was waiting for a lift. We were waiting for an Uber and then all of a we sudden had equipment too. We had equipment. I was like, oh no, not like this. I was like, are you got a TV in? You got a PlayStation in there? It's kind of TV in there. It's funny. I know we we about to set up in front of crypto and just and just throw down right there. No, well, no. We're gonna make it happen. Uh, it's I've been ducking honestly because I know I'm getting my ass kicked, but I will I will take my my beating soon. Uh, and we'll wait till maybe after your heat, kind of con- confirm the finals. You know what I mean? And then we'll uh, we'll do it that way. I'm pouring fuel on the fire. But Cornell, the reason we actually <laughs> want to have you on the show today is because uh, you know we're we're heading into Night of Champions yes, this Saturday sir. and. And obviously, you know, the majority of the talk surrounding that show is is whether, you know, Seth Rollins or AJ Styles is going to walk out with the World Heavyweight Championship, and, and, and yep. rightfully so. But there's somebody else we wanted to talk to you about, and that is Solo Sokoa. Solo! That's right. Throw, throw the ones up. And, and obviously, throw the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the main focus of the bloodline is still Roman Reigns, and that oh, I, makes a hundred percent sense. But absolutely, I don't know. I don't know about you all, but Solo's really starting to feel like the um, the linchpin of the group's future, anyway, and, and, and by default, SmackDown's future. So, in your eyes, looking back on Solo's days in NXT to now. Could you have seen him making this big of an impact on the main roster this quickly? Mm, that's a hard question. I think that's kind of... Ah, so it's hard. Here's why. So okay. when he first came in, everybody knew his lineage. Everybody knew his bloodline. Mm-hmm. Clearly, no pun intended. Uh, but as he got so good so quick, like he had that street fight stuff with Von Wagner, and then he you know, had the knee injury, and then he was gone right then and there mm-hmm. um but even when he went up <clears throat> even when he went up sorry uh like he still was still trying to figure it out but then within the past year he's excelled all expectations right rather that's in the ring and the thing about him that he does not talk but you know he's there right and i think that's like the most important thing about solo is that his presence is felt roman reigns bumped him on friday night smackdown last week and said yo i'm sorry my fault <laughs> My fault, OG, yeah. right? It's one of, but I think that's the thing where he's being groomed and molded to be uh, an enforcer and like in a dominant figure. So I think, you know, you people can say all the time, like, oh, I always knew so-and-so was going to be great. Yeah, you can think that or assume that, but you never really know, right? Um, and I th- especially coming off a knee injury like he did, you didn't know how long it was going to be for him to even get back in the ring and do whatever. Um, but I can say firsthand, like, I, I, if this is the trajectory he has, then my tribal chief is in trouble. Oh, what? And, 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 and here's and here's why I say my tribal chief is in trouble. Um, he Jay Uso main event Jay Uso right? We're on range Hell in the Cell classic, probably one of the greatest Hell in the Cell matches of all time. You know he he's put he's put Jim um, he's put Jimmy through the ringer a little bit, but not fully. But now he's turning to get on Jimmy. So when it's Solo turn, Solo don't need his brothers to fight mm. like, like Solo. Solo's ready. He's ready to throw down on his own. And I think that's the most challenging. Like, like if Roman bumped into Jay or Jimmy, he's going to tell them to watch they watch out. Like, why y'all in my way? He bumped into Solo and was like, yo, I apologize. So at some point in time, Roman has some type of like, you know, some cognitive thinking of Solo like, yo, like, I respect you. Like, I, I, I see you do something uh, where he knows that Jimmy and Jay are scared of him to some degree. Solo is not scared of nobody. <laughs> so, and, and, and I mean, honestly, I think I think coming out of Night of Champions, I think I think we see you know Roman and Roman and Solo like align, and I think Roman starts to manipulate Solo to understand that his brothers really are the problem. And I Ooh. think I think unfortunately his brothers caused him the tag team titles on Saturday, and that's that's what I think Solo finally instead of thumbs up, it goes sideways and pokes brother. Yeah, yeah, and I, and, well, and, and I, I think that's what happens. I I need to I need to step back a second because you 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 mentioned a couple things right there. One thing I want to pick up on is the fact that uh, Solo's got family. You know, I mean, he's part of oh, the yeah. bloodline. But when he entered the WWE specifically, when he entered the main roster, like he was low key like a just come NXT North American Champion. When and, and like like he was doing stuff down there, mm-hmm. and he made that jump to the main roster and. He threw that belt to the side real yeah. quick. And it seems like he's been moving. And I, it's interesting. You mentioned WrestleMania weekend at Wale Mania may have been the first time I heard Solo say words like <laughs> regularly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's been it, it, that aspect 
the non-speaking aspect, like being a man of few words, and the fact that, like, I didn't know when he was first coming to the main roster, I didn't know how people were going to take to him because I didn't know if yeah. people were going to think, oh, well, here, here's another one, you know, like, yeah. you know, we're, this is going to get stale. So, but it, it's been the opposite of that. Solo's only mm-hmm. gotten more over. And I'm what for you, what do you think it is about Solo that makes him so special, makes him stand out in the bloodline again with the Roman Reigns and with, with the Jay and the Jimmy Uso? Well, I think even at the beginning of Solo first came on the scene, he talked about he didn't want to be in the bloodline, right? Because NXT <laughs> promo was talking about so I don't know bloodline, XYZ. It's about him, Solo, hence the name, right? Um, and then I think, you know, the North American title run kind of, you know, it was, it was like a flash in the pan. It was great for him because it kind of solidified him as a singles competitor. Everybody's like, oh, is Solo going to bring the North American title to SmackDown? So, like, you already got the bubbling started going for him. I think the thing that makes us all in all of him is that he reminds us of Umaga in a way. Um, in terms of like a big man that is forced, but also agile as hell. His ability yeah. to move and be yeah. able to tell stories with faces, right? Cause Umaga had, had his manager that did most of the talking and even a three minute warning. He did a little bit of talking. Rico did a lot of talking. Um, but the fact that he's able to tell stories by just his presence and being there. And the best thing, I, in my opinion, they did was giving him the Samoan spike. That yeah. finisher is so like, Umaga, I just really thought that people like, I remember, I forgot who he did. He smells like somebody and then they had like the blood coming out their throat. And I was like, bro, like that kind of destruction makes me fear somebody I've never met in my life. Right. So solo, like everything he does is destructive. And I think that's why like, if he came out here trying to talk and they went against the grain, because a lot of times with superstar transfer, um, transition up from NXT, the character stuff doesn't really parallel or consistent. So that's why sometimes the crowd is like, ah, like what, 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 what is this? Him, it, I, I feel like they went darker, meaner, and badder with him. And I think that's why it's working so much. Man, Cornell, you know, sitting back, you bring up Solo and with everything, IWC keeps saying Jay Uso this, Jay Uso that, but. You did say you believe the tribal chief is in trouble. Do yeah. you see a transition where Solo could be the champion? Or maybe is there another way where you see Solo being the champion, but it's a, a seamless transition of power where he's taking the reins? So oh, do yeah. you think it's going to be a beef or do you think it's going to be a passing of the torch? Oh, <laughs> Roman, Roman, Roman Reigns, if he's taught me anything. It's that uh-huh. the the if you if you call yourself the champ or the king, you never go down easy. You never pass them off nothing. Somebody got to take you out, right? And and I think that's the thing for solo. I think to legit legitimately legitimize solo, you, he has to take out Roman at some point in time, right? And then I think at that point in time, his brothers are aligned with him. He's not aligned with them. You get what I'm saying? It's different, right? At that point in time, they they're lynching to him instead of other way around. And then I feel like Mr. Heyman understands, like I. Paul Heyman realized, like, when Roman ain't there, he only called Solo. He keeps Solo on his hill. Like, he don't care. The Uso, he don't care about them. And I think Mr. I think Paul Heyman sees it, right? Um, and I think the thing about with Solo is that, like, you know, like, look at Gunter, right? Gunter, this past year, the IC title run he had, like, he's having, and especially last year, and, and even his performance at the Rumble with Cody, has legitimized him as, like, yo, we know, yeah, yeah, he he's going to be that guy, right? You need to do that for Solo. And I think only how you do that for Solo is if he takes out the guy, right? Now, granted, is he, does he need to be the one in Roman title reign? No, but does he need to be the one to put Roman on the shelf for a little bit as Roman goes off and do other things? Absolutely. <laughs> Why? Because so then he has a good badge, or a good stripe, in his, a good chink in his armor saying, I handled the tribal chief. Wow. I, I, well, because I remember it was a couple of years back, Roman Reigns said, 
I'm going to be on top of the mountain until that person is ready to knock me off. I thinking about that. I never think that. Oh, maybe, maybe he said, I'm just going to groom the person mm-hmm. myself. And, and he is though, right? Cause think about it. He groomed Jay. Yeah. So during the bubble, during COVID, he groomed Jay to be what main event Jay, right? Like, the ability to cut the promos, to tell the story, to show the emotion in the ring, be able to tell a story and show wrestling psychology in that ring is different, right? A lot of people think great matches are spots and all this kind of stuff. That's cool too, but also great matches telling a story, right? Mm-hmm. And a slow burn, like I remember Roman did a thing um coming out of the bubble. He was like, you know, y'all want it hot and fast, whatever. We, we, we cook, we, uh, we say like like slow cook over here, like we cooking uh, Flaming Young and all that stuff over here. And throughout <laughs> that time, they were not lying. They were all hits, no misses. And right. I feel like, like I said, Roman, he established and told the story with Jay. Well, now Jay can walk out anywhere and be able to hold his own because we know how good he is, right? And I think it's Solo's time. And I think the thing about Solo is that, look at him, bro. That man, like, he's at least 6'4", at least 260, 75 pounds of just force and domination. And I feel like, again, Roman being able to work with him and groom him and get him to fully understand his place is going to do wonders for Solo. Mm. Damn. No. Uh, see, we we done had this conversation. I feel like we could legit do another another hour's worth of solo talk. But uh, Cornell, we got to let you go soon. But before you get out of here, again, this is a, this weekend is interesting because there, there, there's pro wrestling happening all weekend. So oh, last yeah, night, yeah. last night's NXT was a was a battleground go home show. Tonight's mm-hmm. Dynamite is essentially a double or nothing go home show. Can you, what's one thing across either of those shows that has you the most interested? Ah, so I'll start with NXT. Uh, <laughs> Dijak and uh, Ilya Dragunov, listen, mm. they've been putting the beats on each other to me. And it, it, it remind me of when, uh, clearly it's been a lot more cinematic and all that kind of stuff. You know, with the, you know, the over going vignette that went throughout the show last week with them too. Uh, but it reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh, Gunter and, Sh- uh, Sheamus going into, mm-hmm. uh, class, you know, saying like, like they yeah. had a banger and all they was did for we could just beat on each other, beat on each other. Dragonoff is like, he can go clearly. We saw that with him and Gunter, but Dijak and so like, I- I'm part of the Dijak hive. I'm a stand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that man's ability in the ring. I love him for forever. Right. Um, my, I, I'll tell y'all a quick little sidetrack story. My first WrestleMania at WWE was in April in New York. Um, I went to, uh, what's that? Uh, war, something, uh, something awards, uh, the, 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 whatever it is, but I saw Dijak versus Luke Harper, right? Mm-hmm. There. And I had my phone, I'm recording it. And I mind you, I'm an employee in the stands going a great time. <laughs> uh, I love Dijak, uh, him and Keith Lee in Portland. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I think, I think we're going to see Dijak remind everybody that he can go. Um, so I'm very, very intrigued with that match. Also, you know, the Wesley, Trev- um, Tyler Bain yeah. and Joe Gacy. I feel like that's a potential to be a show stealer. Um, but also last thing, I- I'm excited to see a new woman come out that women's division and kind of, you know, saying be the champion. And also they get to establish, you know, Tiffany. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think Tiffany's going to win. I think that's a logical choice right now. I think she needs that. In a sense, to bump her up and not legitimize her. So, you know, clearly she's still figuring it out, clearly going along and getting along and doing all that. But I think a title kind of legitimizes her for a little bit and make people take her more serious. Um, and then we go, we switch over to AEW. <clears throat> Man. So, this Blackpool Combat Club, uh, you know, in the elite, I think that, I think is cool. 
I think it's cool that people finally get to see the elite back together again. Um, now, you know, you got Daniel Bryan in there, right? So, you know, whatever he touches is, it's, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna be good. Um, so I'm very intrigued by that. I'm also intrigued by anything Adam Cole does, right? That's just by nature. Yeah. It's by default. I love Adam Cole with everything in my body. Um, so, you know, him and Jericho, that, that, that's going to be cool. I'm very excited to watch Adam Cole. Um, <clears throat> only thing I need is my house of black. That's all I need. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I need, I, I watch AEW. I, I need to get my Adam Cole fixed. I need to get my Malachi Black fixed, right? Um, cause I, I, I feel like House of Blacks and that trios, like what they do, like watching Alistair and Buddy just, bro, they're like synchronized. And then, you know, clearly Brody, Brody's a powerhouse. So, um, very intrigued for all that. I, I, I'm also tired, uh, but with Jade and Tyra Valkyrie, I'm very, I'm very curious to see the Jade come off this title, that double or nothing, or do they wait to the big show? Uh, which, cause I feel like the time she has to come off the title. Yeah. Because no, she, she makes, she, she needs to. Well, I, I think I think they need to. They need to reset everything about presentation and everything that has to do with and lineage with that title, and then try to start all over and give it a good boost to, for people to take it serious. Uh, she's undefeated, you know. She's not consistently booked on the show, so it hurts in a way. But then, you know, she she's like Jade is a walking billboard. She's an attraction. Whenever she steps on your television, you're gonna look regardless, yeah. uh, because she has the stage presence of a superstar. Uh, so yeah, very intrigued by those things. Uh, you know, o- over the course of this week now. I think I think it's going to be fun. We're going to get a lot of comparisons on the internet on uh, on Saturday about right. Shows no, we talk about it. the internet's such a friendly place, especially the wrestling <laughs> uh, wrestling Twitter. It's so nice. Oh brother! Oh brother! Oh see, you know, see, so I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, wrestling Twitter, whatever they call that, that don't exist to me. Right? Here's oh, the thing: at the end of the day, a lot of these people never never understand what it takes to go into anything that they're watching, right? Mm. It's so much easier to be opinionated than educated, right? And I think a lot of people don't understand the fact, like, you know, us as consumers and all this kind of stuff, like, you know, a lot of, everything is subjective, right? So as I watch wrestling, I know, you know, what it took to book a show. I know how long these people took to put together stuff. I know how long it took for somebody to train to get cleared or whatever. So I look Mm. at it through a different lens than these people saying, oh, you don't care about so-and-so. Well, so-and-so has some stuff lined up eight months down the line that you're going to be popping for if you just chill out. And and if the talent, I never understood, if the talent is okay with their position and they're okay with their job, why are you so upset? Mm. See, I, 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 you're being, I being too that. rational out here for, for, for these wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing too. And, I, and even even like some of the wrestling journalists, right? You know, a lot of them do a great job. You know, Sean and I don't do a great job, but I feel like sometimes that kind of stuff is more uh, opinionated than factual information, and that kind of gets people riled up. And it's like you don't got to do that. You know, first of all, I never knew wrestling journalists was a thing. Or you know that kind of so, but I'm not going to sit up and act like we all don't appreciate good stuff that comes out sometimes because you know we all want to know it all, right? Like right. let's, let's yep. be real. Um, but I feel like sometimes some stuff comes out opinionated or comes out too heavyweighted on one side, and it's just like right, right. You, Steve, okay. you can you, you you can tell who people were talking to sometimes yeah. based based off of what they say in their pieces. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I I I just miss watching wrestling back in the day where it wasn't none of this stuff, right? Where we were able just to watch some stuff and see how stuff played out and call it a day. Now it's too much. So and so's mad about this. So and so's mad about that. Or so like, listen, whatever happens at at y'all place of work, y'all at work. They ain't got nothing to do with me. I I, <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know. You know the other outside stuff. Like, oh, how did this show do? Okay, cool. That kind of stuff. Other than that, like when it, with any type of problems and all that kind of stuff, should be in house. 
isolated um, mm-hmm. because then I feel like that's when it becomes too personal. And be, it, it gets too distracting about the product. Like, <clears throat> you know, clearly the whole situation that happened at AEW, I feel like that situation overshadowed, like even MJF winning the title that night. Right. So I feel like, you know, Facts. let's all let's all just go back to this love and wrestling. Like, you know, whatever issues they had, they people were grown. Let the grown people worry about that. Let's just let's just let's just love wrestling. Right. There you go. See that that's the positivity <laughs> that we need around here always, these days. Always. You know, just especially oh man. I we love wrestling so freaking much and it's just yeah. it's always refreshing to talk to someone who loves it as much as we do. Cornell, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please Always. let the people know what you've got going on and, and where they can follow you and your awesome work. Man, so what I, right now I'm moving, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Moving <laughs> sucks. You know what I'm saying? That's what I got going on. Uh, but also, you know, uh, uh, Lego 2K Drive just came out, so please check that out. Uh, so much freaking fun, man. So much fun. I play that stuff with my kids. It's an amazing time. Nice. Uh, WWE, WWE 2K23 is out, so please go grab that. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's all. I'll, I'm always on Twitter at Cornell Gunter underscore. Um, yeah, that's really, that's it, man. Thank y'all so, so much for having me. Thank Again, it's, it's an honor. I've always wanted to, you know, so I've always wanted to do this. So I appreciate y'all. So uh, you're, coming, you're the man. And, and to be clear, I think we've come a long way since our post Wally Mania interaction. Uh, <laughs> you, know, and, uh, you know what? I think so too. But the next time you try to jinx my team, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, 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 don't get crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. Like, listen, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I had trouble sleeping last night. So please don't ask me. And, and this one's on record too. This is like recorded. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's even worse. <laughs> Thank you again, man. And we, we hope to have you on again soon. Yes, yes, not a problem. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate y'all. All right, and before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's AEW Dynamite. Uh, let's pick the biggest thing that out to us from NXT, and then let's let's talk about one more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? Damn, the, the the biggest takeaway. I was sad because uh, again, like, like Cornell said, uh, Tiffany Stratton beat Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. I, I, she did that. I'm assuming she's she's that that's what's going to happen at a uh, battleground. But uh, yeah, I was upset because I wanted Roxanne to continue going on. Okay, Brian, what do you have? See, I, I was going to go there, but what happened afterwards was mm-hmm. when a person came and oh, attacked yeah. Roxanne. That's what got me because like I'm like, all right, I want to see Roxanne get some dirt on her hands. Get and dirty. I think this is the way we get there. Get dirty. I mean, I, I had the Tiffany Stratton Roxanne match too, but who let's just talk about this. Mm-hmm. Who who attacked Roxanne? Who Do we have any be? guesses? I was genuinely trying, I was racking my brain last night trying to figure out who the possibilities are. And I don't who know. Who would be, was, be who would be beefing with Roxanne? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to figure. Out. I was I was doing that that thing where you stop and play constantly, where you're just you're right. like zooming in on the video. Uh, but it's it's tough. I mean, if anyone has any thoughts on who this could be, hit the voicemails. Hit us on Twitter. No, I would it, like it, to know because uh, I, I'll tell I, you one thing. Who? I won't be disappointed if it's Corey Jade. You know, I know we've been there mm. before, but. I there's so much left there yes. that I'm down for it. Like to me, when I see them without comparing, I mean, it's easy to compare like rivalries, but like to me, like as a fan of pro wrestling, that's a rivalry I want to see where right. they fight forever and they and Corey, carry this to the next level. So I wouldn't be disappointed if it's Corey Jade. 
what Cor- if it I mean, Cor- was? What? Sorry, go ahead, Cal. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying, if it was Cora Jade, or if it is Cora Jade, why did she have to wear a hood? I mean, right. couldn't, she just, couldn't she just have come out and attacked her? Because, again, they have history. It would make sense for that to continue. So wearing the hood, you know, unless they're just really trying to swerve us a little bit and, and make us do this, act, you know, activity of trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. I, that's the yeah. only part of it that doesn't make sense to me. I think the feud itself does. But the hooded version, I don't know. I was just confused uh. by that. I'm totally assuming, I'm not saying Shawn Michaels listens to Wednesday Worldwide, but I'm totally assuming that the reason that they do that is, 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 is for these types of conversations. The, the, cause I, I'm, Roxanne's not in the main event, or she's not vying for the title at the pay per view. She may not be there. So she's going to have something to do when they get back on TV next week. And, uh, you know, the whodunit aspect, if it's Cora Jade, she's got to cut a promo and tell her why we, we, we had this history and, I figured that was a perfect time to, to beat your ass while you were down. I'm going to continue doing it until I get that title. Whatever the case may be, let's go. That's, I mean, I'm about it. I'm about it. I mean, I am also excited to see, I, I think you're right, Cal, Tiffany Stratton. I think she's going to get her crowning moment. Uh, Feels like this, it. This weekend. And I was looking at betting odds. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? She's a minus 1,000. Oh. To be your next... NXT Women's Champion. So, Damn. for for those of you degenerates out there like myself who like to look up wrestling <laughs> betting lines, that's <laughs> that's where we're at. Uh, looking at tonight's Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most, Brian? What do you got? Man, you know, honestly, I am locked in on what will be the location for AEW Collision ah, because I usually oh. don't like mess. But in this case, I do. And this is going to tell us everything we need to know. Yes, it will. Oh, oh my. Boy. Yes, it will. Oh, boy. Cal, I, Brian got messy. I wasn't expecting that. That's, uh, Cal, no, that, Cal, what do you have? That's that's super messy. And I'm just here to talk about some wrestling. No, uh, I, my prediction last week was off. Uh, Claudio beat... Uh, Claudio won the match last week, so the the ROH uh, the World Tag Team Title match between the Lucha Bros versus Claudio and Yuta. Um, that should be a banger. Um, I hope the Lucha Bros hold those titles. I'll, it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see Blackpool have titles going into uh, Anarchy in the Arena, but uh, I don't know. It'll be a dope match either way. That's right. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, they said we're going to hear from all four pillars mm-hmm. and. I'm just interested to see if they can make us believe that anyone else in that match outside of MJF is going to win. Because right now, <laughs> it just, he, he just feels like a no-brainer answer. And obviously, mm-hmm. the, you know, the odds don't uh, scale in his favor because there's three other people. But uh, again, I looked at the betting odds. Oh, boy. <laughs> he is a, MJF is a heavy favorite. And, and look, oh, wow. he, it probably means nothing. He's minus 5,000. But it's uh, I, I want to believe that someone else can win just heading into this match. That's that's all I'm asking for. Just just a little bit. Uh, of, if, of if, if that someone else is a named CM Punk, I don't know uh, what their odds are right now. That's oh, just boy. my thought. That's for we another al- week, though. We almost, we almost went a whole show without talking about CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is close. Um, my fault. It, you know, he keeps finding a way back. Other than that, guys, that 
is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Mass Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at Cal Double Instagram, at Ringer Wrestling. Ringer Wrestling is, is popping up a bunch of places. I don't know, Brian H. Wall, you should tell him about that. And hashtag Ringer Wrestling <laughs> if you play in a 2K and you want to, you know, share some stuff with us. Well, you can find me and the Ringer Wrestling crew on TikTok at Ringer Wrestling. Find me at Brian H. Waters on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And, you know, if you're on Facebook, search Brian H. Waters and find <laughs> me there too. But make sure you put talk show host because I'm not at as friends. <laughs> yeah, they, there you the go. The purge they, is complete. Sorry. <laughs> Almost. He had, he had parameters. <laughs> Brian has boundaries. I respect it. You can follow me at Cruise Control. It's Control with a K. Twitter, Instagram, and Brian said it earlier. Uh, at Ringer Wrestling on TikTok, we're uh, we're venturing in to the TikTok waters. Check us out. Got a bunch of cool stuff up there already, and we'll keep adding to it. Uh, gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.